0: What up, ladies and gentlemen? Look, uh, everybody has money problems, and now with COVID, some of those problems might be a little bit tougher. Let's find out how we can take care of those today. Yeah!
1: Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of
2: Business, business First!
0: First! <laughs> All right, let's rock and roll. Ladies and gents, today is one of my favorite days. It is is SHI2. Oh, happy it's Thursday. Thursday. James, drop the intro, my man.
2: Yeah. Okay. So our guest today is the perfect fit for the Business Bros pod. After spending eight years in professional sports and seven years in commercial real estate, our guest found her calling in being of service to others. This wicked smart financial pro has been a Dave Ramsey preferred coach for the past half decade, using her knowledge to navigate people out of debt, help establish a plan, and guide them into their own version of financial peace for a more stable future and carefree life. She has experience leading the Financial Peace University, Smart Money, Smart Kids, and the Legacy Journey. We're super excited to learn from her today. So without further ado, joining us from Grace Financial Coaching, welcome to the show, Suzanne
0: Johnson! <laughs> Woo, woo. How, How about that intro? I love it.
3: I love your. I love your guys' intro. It makes me so happy. It doesn't matter who's on. I just get so happy.
2: <laughs> Good. Then we're doing something right. <laughs> doing something right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, Suzanne. It's time to get into awesome. it. The nitty gritty. Um, I want to know a little bit about your background. Uh, I'm I'm fascinated with the fact that you had pro sports under your belt. You had commercial real estate under your belt, and you went into the Dave Ramsey thing. Come on, tell me a little bit about that.
3: Yeah, so I was, uh, so I'm going to start with um, a very old business adage. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Ain't that the truth, right? Absolutely. So uh, when I was uh, growing up on Long Island, I happened to have an uncle who had a neighbor who had a friend, and they happened to uh, work for one of the professional hockey teams in New York. There are three of them, technically, two of them, if you're familiar with the downstate geography of New York. And I ended up working with one of those organizations for over eight years. And I spent most of my time with their farm team, um, which I found invaluable because when you're not the main car, uh, you're not the the top car to the show. Uh, there's a lot of stuff you have to do to kind of, keep interest build up your fan base so it was not just walking into a building and having 20 30 40 fans in front of you we really had to keep to uh, keep working at it to keep our fan base um i took that knowledge of the sports industry and events and i turned it into actually specifically mall management i worked for one of the biggest mall owners in the country uh for many years and then i moved out to san diego And I was able to team up with a third-party property management company. So I spent the last several years in commercial real estate, which touches everything. You don't realize how often um, and how frequently you're touched by the things that are happening in commercial real estate. And I think this pandemic, as we were talking about earlier, uh, really plays into that because your favorite stores have been closed. Your favorite restaurants have been closed. Your malls have been closed. Nobody's seen the inside of a movie theater in however many weeks to 8, 10, 12 weeks. So that's all commercial real estate based.
0: Fine by me. (laughs) Touch. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that. We dropped movie clips right in the middle of your conversation. (laughs) Sorry about that. I forgot to tell you.
3: Uh, No, I did know that, but I wasn't prepared for it. Shame on me. So uh, I've kept in touch with a lot of my commercial real estate friends. And during this pandemic and as we get out of the pandemic and we leave shut down and we go into phase one and phase two and all these fun terms that we've never heard before. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's affecting commercial real estate, but there's also a lot of stuff that's affecting your personal finances. And I'm sure you guys have experienced some of those things over the last six, eight, nine, twelve 12 weeks.
0: Oh, it's been, it's been crazy on, you know, my background I, I I teach during the day, right? so fortunately for for my wife and I, the paychecks didn't stop. We had to shift the way we were doing right. something, but it didn't stop and and for for our household budget, it's actually been a very good thing. I wasn't able to go out and buy fast food. I wasn't able to go out and buy those little knickknack things. Amazon kind of did get a little boost from us. Uh, I got to admit, there, right? But, but for the most part, we were able to save more money during COVID than we did in in a, a regular time period. But you're absolutely right. right. Our business, for example, um, we're doing things completely different. The end of this month, we are not renewing our lease. That is going to affect the landlord that we were uh, renting our office building from, and I don't know how many other tenants in other industries are going to be doing the same thing because we found a more efficient way to operate and we don't actually need that space anymore we can continue to to run business as usual in fact probably better going forward but on the flip side you know we have clients that aren't able to pay their insurance premiums. we have clients that are struggling on that month-to-month basis and we're seeing you know we, we have uh, James tracks all our sales processes uh, throughout uh, for, for all our all our agents and and we were just reviewing this yesterday. We we're looking at deals that didn't close and the reason why they didn't close is because the customer doesn't have money. And that's a tough situation to be in. So I'm sure you've been bombarded with people saying help. What do I do? What what advice are you giving them?
3: Yeah, so it's been a weird time for uh, myself as a financial coach, and really just anybody as a financial coach. We're we're not competitive with each other. There's a whole Facebook group of us out there, almost a thousand. We're almost eclipsing a thousand uh, Facebook uh, people who are financial coaches, and we speak to one another. We don't use any clients' names, but we will put stuff out there and we'll say, "Hey, I've got a client ABC." who's dealing with XYZ. They can't pay their insurance premiums. They can't pay their office rent. Uh, They're not even sure if they're going to be able to pay their home rent or their mortgage next Mm -hmm. month. And so we've seen some really crazy stuff we didn't think we were going to ever see um, unless there was a major economic collapse. And even then, no one could have gone back in time and told us that this major economic collapse would have been forced, would have been pushed through a pandemic and then forced through an economic shutdown. Um, So a lot of times we're talking with each other about how we can help other clients um i would say the most frequent question that i have been getting from new or people who are coming in and becoming prospective clients is um not so much a question as it is a statement i don't want to go through this again i don't want to go through just saw my neighbor go through. I don't to go through what I just saw my brother and sister-in-law go through um, so it's actually not even a question it's actually more of an affirmative statement and they're saying I i have now seeing what this can do like you obviously I know your teacher and that paycheck thank God was coming through on a normal basis but there are people who have that paycheck like you do and they're seeing their next and not have that paycheck come through and so it's really more of an affirmative statement like I am going to take action now so that I am not that person in the future. And that's actually a lot of what I'm getting at my doorstep right now, believe it or not. There is a small percentage of people who are contacting me saying, um, I, I can't pay my insurance premiums. I can't pay my rent, I can't feed my family. Um, and we do have a very specific protocol that we go through for those people that involves four walls of your budget, food, shelter, transportation, and utilities and those are literally the four things that we will say stop paying everything else and just focus on those things and that includes your debt if -hmm. you have credit card debt you have consumer debt if you have student loan debt we will actually recommend People stop paying on that temporarily because you need to feed your family. You need to shelter your family. You need to be able to get to point A and point B of whatever part-time job you have, whatever full-time job you have left that hasn't furloughed you. We need to get you from point A to point B. We need you to have electricity. We need you to have food on the table. So it does seem counterintuitive for a financial coach to tell you to stop paying on your debt. But in these crazy
0: times, I've had to administer that advice. So it, it's uh, what you're explaining is like a Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? So you, you, there are certain things that we need to take care of primarily, and there's other things that they may be damaging but they're not uh, the difference between surviving and not surviving and that's a that's a concept that's uh that's huge in the Dave Ramsey world. James and I often have this conversation a lot. Do we follow the Dave Ramsey model? Do we follow the Kiyosaki model, right? Do we take on any leveraged debt to increase our financial status or do we pay everything off and, you know, have zero debt going forward? We're always bouncing ideas off each other for for that purpose. Um, And it's funny because you can look at things in hindsight. Like if you had been following this Dave Ramsey model, even if you have rental properties, when the market tanks and the market shifts and cycles go up and cycles go down, when you have zero debt, when you have no consumer debt, when you have no student loan debt, no auto debt, it's much easier to push through these downward cycles than if you're leveraged right when you're leveraged you have some of these debts and yes you have tenants that pay the mortgage and yes you have uh, you know cash flow coming in but when you hit those economic cycles and you have vacancies for example or you have tenants that are in the place like we're going through now this is this is obviously one of those unique situations but you know they can't pay their rent that hurts you and now you're in a position where you are deciding which bill you're going to pay um how did you decide that The Dave Ramsey model was the one that you wanted to go to, and how do you argue that whole leverage uh, question when building wealth?
3: Absolutely. So the Dave Ramsey model was the one for me. Um, Actually, while I was in, just entering the commercial real estate world, because as you point out, the commercial real estate world leverages a lot. I actually have an immediate family member, not married to them, but I won't tell you how I'm related, uh, who works for one of the major banking corporations that you guys see on the front of the Wall Street Journal every day. And when that person is um, trading in commodities and stocks and bonds and mutual funds and things like that, in an upward market, right, in a bull market, that person will say to me, well, it's okay that this company has some debt because we're in a bull market, basically. Mm -hmm. And then when we're in a bear market, that person will be like, well, I don't don't have my clients in in them anymore because you know it's a bear market right now, and that company is carrying debt, so you're never gonna please everyone. <laughs> so, just so you guys are aware, you can do whatever you want, you're never gonna please everyone out there.
1: But for Tell me,
3: Dave, <laughs> the reason the Dave Ramsey model stuck is because I did it, mm-hmm. I personally went through it. I was able, someone paid for me to go through uh, the class that is usually administered by a church or a real estate office uh, or an insurance office. I've even done it for insurance companies. And I went through that class. And when I left, I said, I'm getting a financial coach. I paid off over $90,000 in three years by myself. I was single.
0: Let me ask (gasps) you. When you do finally get to yell out that debt-free scream i mean it's more than just a scream like you literally feel like there's a weight lifted off your shoulders you don't have to look over your back i mean not like anybody was going to come get you but you feel that way right
3: absolutely the last thing that i paid off i didn't have a lot of student loans so i'm kind of embarrassed to say this but the last thing i paid off was the stupid student loans because i had been working at it and working at it and working at it i got it small enough that Um, I had out all these other little consumer debts, but it was just lag. It was nagging out there. And Dave makes this joke that like your student loans stick around so long that you think they're a pet and you name them. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember where I was when I literally went like this on my computer and it was paid off. Now, technically, they still had to send me a piece of paper. They still had to send me a PDF and a piece of paper in the mail saying it was paid off. (laughs) And I literally went like this. I was like, yes. (laughs)
0: But that that that's that's one of those things and right I was so happy. And 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 now I mean you know in the Dave Ramsey model, I mean, he even says, you know, one of the debts that that the, you're allowed to have is your mortgage. Um, but even then you can structure yourself to be able to pay that really freaking quick. And for most people, what they don't, you know, what you don't understand is if your house is paid off, you don't have to wait till you're 65. And we, we say this all the time, you know, retirement is not an age problem. It's a cash flow problem. And you can literally lower your expenses by paying off a lot of these debt obligations. And if you didn't have to pay your thousand, two thousand, three, thousand four thousand dollar mortgage payment every month what kind of life would you lead i mean it would be completely different the fact that you get up and clock in at your nine to five you would even reconsider doing that if you had your pay if you had your home paid off this is one of those things why if you focus your attention on doing that does it suck while you're trying to pay that off you know what it does It's not the easiest thing. it takes discipline. it takes commitment right you're gonna you're gonna focus on on doing that one thing. you're not gonna be going on super extravagant vacations and all that stuff. but when it's done you you have such freedom going forward. That's good. Well, one less thing <laughs> exactly love it
3: oh my God, I'm gonna use that by the way. Uh, <laughs> stealing that. Uh, one of the things I tell my clients though is I want you to have a debt free, uh, stress free life, but I want you to have a life while you're doing this. So one of the ways that I have my clients um, go on vacations, now they might not be four months taking a sabbatical vacations uh, into Europe or wherever you want to go but I still want you to go on three day weekends. I still want you to go away for a week with your family that has been planning XYZ vacation to some resort or some cruise line for the last two years. I still want you to do that. So the way that we do that is we utilize sinking funds and sinking funds have literally changed some of my clients lives in a matter of one session to the next session.
0: You're going to have to clarify what a sinking fund is. Cause I mean, my background's in accounting. Yeah. My background's in accounting. And if I try to, if I just say sinking funds to somebody, they think it's the worst thing in the world. What the hell is that? Like, that sounds like it's horrible. It sounds like the Titanic or something. So help, help elaborate what a sinking fund is.
3: I was literally going to say one of my most popular blog posts is what the heck is a sinking fund? And the picture I have on it is of the Titanic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why ain't no country I ever heard of. They speak English in what? (laughs)
3: <laughs> it's it, I can't believe you just said that. So a sinking fund is when you literally, and by the way, having a commercial real estate background, I tend to over-explain it sometimes too. But the easiest way for me to explain it is that a sinking fund is when you sink money into something over time. So if we're building up, the easiest example I can use right now is we're saving up for a long weekend and you're going to be traveling a little bit, maybe driving 500 miles. And you know that you're going to need about $2,000 to $2,200 between lodging, uh, maybe foods included where you're going, but you're gonna be paying for drinks and you're probably gonna buy a couple souvenirs. So let's just say you need like 2,000 bucks and your family tells you you're going on this vacation. It's a little bit of a family reunion, so you don't wanna miss it. Uh, you wanna start saving now. So how are you gonna save 2,000, 2,200 bucks over 10 months? You're gonna take the number that you need and you're gonna divide it by the amount of time you have to save it up. And you're gonna see if it's possible. Now, during that period of time, are you going to have to make sacrifices somewhere else? Sure. And if you're paying down a 15 year mortgage, which could be a little bit more money, might not always be interest rates are weird right now. (laughs) Um, It may take a little bit of sacrifice, but that little bit of sacrifice over 10 months, 12 months, eight months is so worth the feeling of coming back. From a fully paid for vacation with your family or your friends or just your immediate family
0: you don't have a credit card to pay off after that exactly and and here's the thing it's it's words right the way we use words have a completely different meaning i don't know about you but going uphill is sounds much more difficult than going downhill right and so when you have when when you say things like i'm saving up for something right? It sounds like such a feat that I'm never going to get to. It takes forever to save up for something. But if I'm paying down, you know, if I have this sinking fund and I'm putting down my money and I'm paying down this amount that I need to put away, it's a little bit easier, right? It's a little bit easier to get, to get things squared away, to put that to, you know, I guess like a little squirrel fund or whatever you, you know, a stir away for the winter, whatever it's going to be. But, putting that you know using those little words and kind of twisting what you say to yourself in your own mind gives you that little extra push when that discipline gets tough to do right on that's new that's new
2: Love I like it. that. I, I semi interrupted you. I thought you were uh, about done with your thing there. My bad. But hey, it's time for Hands Insurance Tip of the Day. Anybody heard of a collision deductible waiver? Ever heard of that? Anybody have any idea what that is?
0: I have, but I cheat. I'm, You're I'm, I'm kind of involved. Stuff.
2: All right. Well, here we go. Collision deductible waiver. Just for a quick explanation, what this is. You sh- wait. Did I do this one already? Keep going. I think I did this one already.
0: Stop. Oh Keep man. Going.
2: Keep going. It's on. We're doing it again Uh, because it's that important. I believe in it that much, and I'm surprised how many times people don't have it. And the reason why I did it again is because it came up again. Somebody else didn't have it, and really quick and easy – it's anywhere from $2 to $12 every six months. So super, super cheap. You got to have it on your policy. If somebody rear ends you and they don't have insurance, you're going to want to have this collision deductible waiver. That way you don't have to pay your deductible from your policy because that other person didn't have insurance. And for those of you that are out there saying, well, everybody has insurance. It's required by law, blah, 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 blah. Not true. It's still anywhere from 7 to 17% of the population driving around without insurance, especially right now after COVID. People don't have the money. People are uh, leaving their insurance payments not to get paid. So uh, it's, it's happening more and more. People are not carrying insurance the way that they should. Make sure that you protect your car, protect yourself, so you don't have to come out of pocket. Get your collision collision-deductible waiver added to your policy. Super, super inexpensive, and it's going to save you a big headache later on down the line all right did it again but it's cool um that's ham's insurance tip of the day follow me on twitter at insurance
0: love it i love those little transitions it's gonna make our show so much funner and easier to follow so you know I I will tell
3: you, though, that I actually just wrote down that stat, the seven to 17 percent of people out there don't have auto collision insurance. And uh, I think it's very timely that for some reason he said that twice because someone out there needed to hear it again and someone out there is going to be prevented from having an auto accident. With a driver that doesn't have insurance because they heard that tip.
0: So it's Murphy's law. It's Murphy's law. We're in COVID right now, right? And you're strapped for cash. This is the exact time that your tire blows randomly, that somebody rear ends you because you don't have the cash to do it. You don't have things. Everything's lined up against you. It's a whirlwind, you know, spiraling downhill. What can go wrong will go wrong. So, you know, it's better to be safe than sorry. Absolutely. All right, Suzanne, let's do a little something. Let's do two truths and a lie. Ready? Ooh. all right we're gonna add james back in here so let's see if we can guess your two truths and a lie
3: all righty so here mm. are my two truths and a lie and not in that order
1: <laughs> uh, i am
3: <laughs> I am former military. I own my own Harley Davidson, and I have two pit bulls. Mm.
0: Let's see. I, uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say the pit bull thing is true because uh, I saw a dog. I didn't see if it was a pit bull, but I did see a dog. Um, let's see. I'm gonna say.
2: I'm gonna say definitely a vet.
0: Truth or a lie?
2: The vet Truth. part is a
0: lie. Truth. My husband oh. is active navy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So I know. Means, that means she rides a Harley. That's awesome.
2: Me too. <laughs> do you like? soft tail? I do, yeah.
3: No way. That's my favorite bike, actually. I have a 1200 Sportster, uh, nice. but my, my goal bike is a Heritage Softtail, actually.
2: Oh, God. I love it. Yep. Absolutely it is, it is love the it.
3: Greatest thing ever. Oh, and by the yeah. way, it's made off.
0: Just woo! Yeah, we're 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 working on that with James. Uh, it's funny because he he's actually uh he's he's actually working uh not exactly Dave Ramsey plan, but he's got his accelerator. He's working his he's working his debt the same type of way. And it's it's one of those things where life happens, right? Like like you you have we were on a good path, and then you know things happen in life, and he kind of had to take a left turn. But now he's working his way back, and so it's it's one of those things where you know if if something happens along the way. I mean, we've all been there. Broke is temporary. Poor is mm-hmm. eternal. It's a mindset thing. If you can change that mindset, you're going to put yourself in the right direction. We fall off the horse, get back on, and you keep going. Or in this case, don't fall off the Harley, but just keep going. <laughs> right? please don't. You're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, please don't-, please don't
3: fall off the Harley, James. I'm back at no, you. No, <laughs> no,
2: no, no. Rubber side down.
3: All right, let me let me
0: exactly. let me exactly. let me embarrass James one more time because we oh. we came to uh we he came back uh from um from the East Coast after he got out of the military, uh and uh, and I think actually you know what this is after you went on your your road trip uh lifestyle on the RV living so he, in the RV living huh? in the RV Ooh, so he came to fun. my house and he was gonna park the RV on the side of the house and he's towing the bike. And so we're going to take the bike off this trailer, right? Oh, God. And, and you know, we're we're not the smartest dudes in the world here when it comes to some of this stuff. And he had this idea, and I was like – he looked at me. He's like, you think it's going to work? I was like, yeah, sure. It'll work. <laughs> I'm pulling the bike off. And he just goes <laughs> – falls over to the side, and he just <laughs> – that's exactly how we felt. Oh, my God. That's
3: – That video was perfect though, because I have seen so many veteran bike riders, like they've been riding for like longer than I've been alive. And when you get into, when you're slow or you're trying to park or you're trying to come out of like an incline or a decline or something like that, I have seen so many bikes just literally sit there and just go over
0: slowly. That's the worst time to be on your bike. (laughs) Oh yeah, it's, it happens. Or you could be like me where I don't ride a bike. Uh, and we, we, uh, we would have guests at our house doing the podcast. And so we're, we're, we're talking to a guest outside, uh, James pulls up on the bike and we're, we're conversating out there. And for whatever reason, I get on his bike and sit down and I'm wearing shorts and my leg hits the the, the tailpipe and I just get up real fast. And he looks at me like, you're an idiot, dude. Like, (laughs) what were you thinking? I was like, man, I wasn't thinking (laughs) it just happened. So,
3: Hernan, you would be one of those guys on a Harley in shorts and flip flops.
0: Oh, well, no. First of all, I would never get on a Harley, period. I'm not a bike rider. <laughs> I prefer four wheels and a big vehicle to, to shelter myself. Yes, a big cage. Uh, but I don't know why I sat on his bike and it, it burnt. Like, I have I have the war wound on my legs to this day just to, <laughs> to remind myself of what an idiot I was.
1: That oh, is amazing. Boy.
0: It happens. It happens. Man, all right, Suzanne. I want to get back to uh, to a little bit about about the COVID stuff. Um, we we started off the conversation talking about how we have businesses that are shutting down. People haven't been inside of a movie theater for a while, uh, and you talk to a lot of people in in the finance space. So I'm wondering, what's your opinion of uh, the next, you know, twelve to twenty four months? in our economic cycle. Like what's the what's the forecast that you're seeing? And then after you share yours, I'll I'll, I'll share what, what I think is going to happen.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I actually had a client ask a very poignant question the other day and they said, um, I was watching so and so person who talks about stocks and they're very highly regarded. And they flat out just said, I don't know what's going to happen. And my client was very concerned. Um, this particular client still has some debt to pay off, but they're looking really, really looking forward to starting to investing, invest in retirement. They may even do a little bit of training on their own. We're going to set a budget for that, obviously. Um, but they were shocked to see some of these veteran. Stock brokers, uh, stock traders, stock guys that you see on MSNBC, NBC uh, and Bloomberg say, I have no idea what's going to happen. The stock market was up over 9000 points from the end of March last week. If you tell me, you know what's going to happen, you don't. And that's the problem no one knows what's gonna happen right now. So we need to prepare as if Murphy is knocking on our back door, like you mentioned (laughs) earlier. We need to have the emergency fund in place. We need to have um, maybe even uh, a more robust emergency fund in place. Uh, We need to take care of those four walls of our budget. Food and shelter may seem obvious, um, but I wanna make it clear that people need to prioritize their rent and their mortgage over their credit cards and over their student loans. If someone calls me in 6 months and they're defaulting on their credit card, I don't give a crap. I really don't. I want you to have I want you to have a house. I want you to have shelter over your head. I want you to have a roof over your head. I want you to tell me that 6 months ago you had to make the decision between putting food on the table and paying Visa. Mm-hmm. And I I hope you put food on the table instead of paid Visa. We can work through delinquent credit card payments. We can work through delinquent student loans. Uh, But I really want to emphasize that people need to focus on their four walls, food, shelter, transportation, and utilities during this time and as we come out of this pandemic and as people are starting to get jobs. The latest job report was great, which makes us all feel very happy as financial coaches. Uh, But we still want to be a little conservative in our spending. We want to be a little conservative in our saving uh, because we want to be prepared for the worst at this point.
0: Yeah, the uh what was the latest employment numbers? It was like 13 million or something unemployed. And, right. and it's funny that we say that's great because that's actually horrible. It's just great compared to the 22 million that it was a few months last month, right? right. So, we have a drastic improvement. It's just uh it's just a different type of situation that we're dealing with. So, my economic forecast, right? I, I keep telling people because I, you know, I get people who ask me about the real estate market. Is the real estate market going to tank? Is it going to tank? And I, I again, I, I always preface the same thing you do. I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know what's going to happen. All I can tell you is what I what I read when I read the data. When I see the stories. When I see what's going on. This is how I interpret that information. Um, we still have 13 million unemployed right? We have people who have gone through the forbearance period in their mortgages. I know last month, 2 million people didn't pay their mortgages, right? Whether or not, this is, we're not calling it a default yet. However, if things don't change when those forbearance periods end, whether it was 3 months, 6 months, or 9 months, or even some of those 12-month forbearance periods, that's when we're going to start seeing a shift in things because those forbearance missed payments become uh, defaults. And then after they become defaults, it's hard to catch up. And when it's hard to catch up, you start heading into short sales and foreclosures. Now, because of the forbearance period, I don't think that's going to happen until fourth quarter this year, maybe first quarter of next year. And even then, if the market shifts in a downward and a downward trend, because people are forced to sell their homes, they're in a position where they have to sell versus want to sell. So you start undercutting people on the market who are there to that, that want to sell. Um, it's still going to be one of those situations where you never know. Interest rates could be you know, pushed lower again and might fuel a little bit of a, at least a stability, maybe a stagnant market. I don't know exactly, but I do know that these these numbers that we're looking at, we're, we're, right now we're, we're putting Band-Aids on a hemorrhaging wound in our economy. So things are going to shift. Um, they could shift up. It could shift down, like you said, the S&P recovered every one of its losses, every point of its losses since the beginning of COVID recently. So you don't know what's going to happen. You know, uh, the same thing that's happening in the but, personal lines.
2: But they lost a good chunk today. FYI. Right, yeah,
0: I didn't see that today. Dang. dang. <laughs> Just saying. Such, <laughs> Just is, saying. Life, right? Just Such is life, right? Yeah. There. Yeah, but- yeah.
2: There was a oh, 6% loss, maybe. Something like
0: that. That was pretty good. The volatility is fun, though, if you're an options trader. Yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) If you're bored, it's great. If you're bored, it's great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're getting up six in the morning, East Coast time. But still, the same thing, right? So you got commercial people that are doing the same thing. What you're seeing in the real estate market on the personal level, you're seeing on the commercial side people who can't pay their rents. So um, I personally see a downturn towards the end of this year, maybe the beginning of next year. But that's one man's personal opinion. Right, I don't know the facts. We don't know what's going. The best thing you can do is, like you said, prepare. Just be prepared. So, if people want to get a hold of you, we have your website right here, scrolling on, around the, on the bottom, gracefinancialcoaching dot We got your Instagram right there at gracefinancialcoach. Um, you mentioned the four walls and helping people out. Uh, you know, I'm sure it kind of went over people's heads. know what those four walls are Uh, is there anything you can offer our audience um as far as you know when they reach out for you to you uh to to get more information
3: absolutely and actually i wasn't planning on doing this but as you started talking i was like you know what i'm gonna do a book giveaway so if anybody wants to contact me it could be via instagram via twitter all that nonsense my website uh if you guys want to set up a free 40-minute strategy session And really what that is, is literally 40 minutes of my time to go over what you're dealing with financially right now and see if what you're doing is the best strategy. You don't have to even give me your email address. You don't have to give me anything. (laughs) We'll just sit there and we'll talk for 40 minutes about what's going on in your life right now financially. And if you're moving forward in the right direction, if you have no direction, I'll, I'll advise you on a direction for sure. And if you guys mentioned the business bros podcast, I will let you choose between two books. Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover or Chris Hogan's Retire Inspired. I love that book because it is a compilation of people who just literally uh, they didn't in, they didn't inherit a million dollars, they didn't win the lottery just saved over time, and they were diligent over time, and they prospered because of that diligence over time, and they are now everyday millionaires in their retirement. So if you mention the Business Bros podcast, when you set up your strategy session on my website, you will get your choice of a free book.
0: I love that. You know, just so you know, I've never read uh, that Chris Hogan book. I'm going to have to check it out on Audible and put that on my to-do list, on my to-read list, I should say. But anything that you get from Dave Ramsey or his daughter, daughter, Rachel Cruz, all of their content, it doesn't matter. It is some great stuff. So if you have the opportunity to grab a free copy of the book, even, you know, I don't know what else to say other than if you can get 40 minutes of somebody helping you out, I'm gonna tell you guys a quick story. When I was like 16, 17 years old, my dad hired a financial advisor to come to the house and share with us like sit down and talk to us. And uh, we didn't have a lot of money. What we knew about money when we were younger is that we didn't have it. That was the extent of our knowledge uh, for for you know when it came to 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 funds. But this lady sat down with us and she shared with us, you know, this is a budget and this is what you should be doing to put your money away. And we had a we had an idea that we were going to move out, grab an apartment and split the rent and we would be good. And she dropped that little idea in our head that why rent an apartment when you can buy a house. And because of that simple advice, and mind you, my dad cut a check to somebody and he didn't, you know, it was expensive for us at the time, but it was well worth it. He knew the value in that consultation. Because of that, James and I bought our first house when we were 19 and 20 years old. So you know, it's it's not that you don't uh, you can't do things. You just may not know how yet. And we have Suzanne here with her company, with Grace Financial Coaching. You guys can get a little bit of help. Just point you in the right direction, even if you don't stick to it. Having that guiding post. I mean, you, right now you're in a desert island with and you don't you have no idea which direction to go. But if somebody can point you in a direction, at least you have a chance, right? At least you have a shot. Said, man, they- your
3: father, that investment, however much he paid that woman back, you know. I mean, you're only 20, so I mean that was like yeah, yeah I was like last ago, year, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it happened
0: just recently, so you know that's. that's but cool. man,
3: that is huge, huge, and just that you know hundred or two hundred dollars that your dad gave that woman, man, that just changed the trajectory of your life.
0: That is unbelievable and that's that's exactly what you can help other people do. And that's that's the power of, of why we we do the the whole podcast game. That's the whole reason why we have different guests on the show. And like you said, when James duplicated his uh his hands insurance tip, you 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 were absolutely right. You know, sometimes people uh hear a message but aren't ready to receive the message. So Today might be the day that you get to receive that message and you're ready to accept it. And it's part of your life. Something might have happened to you. So you can you can definitely go in a new direction if you want to. When you know better, you do better. Absolutely right. Love that. Absolutely, one hundred percent correct, uh, Suzanne. I want to thank you for taking time and coming on the show and being my first uh, guest to have fun with the with the different segments that we're doing. I didn't even warn you, but you were fair game. I loved it, and you had and you did a good job with the two truths and a lie.
3: I love it, guys, man. I had so much fun with you. I If we ever want to do it again, if anything weird financially ever comes up and you guys want to talk about something again, I am totally game
0: no matter what you are going to throw at me. Perfect. Look it. Check it out. At the bottom for anybody else, by the way, who wants to be a guest, I have a last minute guest list. So sometimes it happens. Life gets in the way. We have a guest lined up and they get sick or you know, they have to pick up their kids from school or whatever. Life happens. So if you want to be a guest on the show and you're willing to do it last minute, minute, you will get an email from me. It might be 20 minutes before the show starts, but it's a first come first serve basis. Uh, go to businessbros.biz slash last minute and, and welcome to the show. I'd love to do some spontaneous stuff all the time. Uh, and of course, just like Suzanne, I'm giving away a free book this time too. So uh, for the month nice of June- job. I will- I know. I I usually forget, but I got it this time. I got it this time. (laughs) Speaking of free books. Speaking of free books, (laughs) The Power of Podcasting is the ebook that we've written to help you guys get your podcast started. Look, prospecting is not the easiest thing in the world, but I just met Suzanne today, right here, live on the podcast, never before. And I probably wouldn't have met her if I didn't have this podcast. And that's what you guys can do for your particular business, your venture podcasting is the way of the future. So I want you guys to start your own podcast. You can do it for $0. So you don't have to worry about budgeting that, or maybe you can budget every dollar and there you go. You add a zero to something and you still have the same budget. So you're good to go. Power of podcasting can change your life like it's changed ours and get our free book, www.businessbros.biz slash free pop. Cool. All right, James, I'm out of breath. I'm ready to rock and roll this joint.
2: All I- right, let's do it. Ladies Suzanne, and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you.
0: And of course, SHIT ladies and gents, so happy it's Thursday. Thursday. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Amen. And, and we're bye-bye. out.
1: Thank you for listening to the Business Bros podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income?